0: Today on the Inside Scoop, we're going to take a look at a few pivotal recruitments for the Tennessee Volunteers. South Florida safety Zaquan Patterson announces Saturday another Auburn miss. We're going to talk to Jeffrey Lee. But first, five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo's decision could come much sooner than expected. The team I thought when I heard about that first when he told Chad Simmons he might go early was Texas. So let's bring on Jerry Hamilton from Inside Texas. Jerry, I want to get your thoughts on Ryan Wingo, but there's a few other five-star Texas targets that could be coming off the board soon as well. So I want to start with the number 22 player overall, five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley. He's scheduled to announce between Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, and Texas A&M September 1, and Texas began trending on the recruiting prediction machine what are your sources saying is we're about two weeks away yeah i think coming out of the june official visits which he took for
1: ohio state uh texas a m uh texas and oklahoma um i was hearing that texas and oklahoma were the top two coming out of those visits and nothing's really changed there now i think ohio state's a wild card in this josh i really yeah. think he likes larry johnson larry johnson's done a good job that's a long way from home though and he went to lsu that Last Friday in July. I still think they're on the outside looking in. I think AM's on the outside looking in right now, a uh, week away, week and a half away from that decision. I, everything I keep hearing is Texas OU. And if Texas were to win out, it's the close to home. It's been able to drive. Look, his brother's going to be a sophomore this year. Mm-hmm. He has two more years of Friday night football after Dominic graduates. So, how far from home can he go? To where mom can watch a Acadiana on Friday and go watch Dominic on Saturday. I think that's going to play a big part in this recruitment. But Todd Bates has Oklahoma in position as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, we talk a lot about Oklahoma. And one team we don't talk about is LSU, which is kind of odd in this whole thing. Do you think Ohio State is a legitimate threat to pull them from Louisiana? I mean, it seems kind of far away, but Ohio State has been one of the constants in this. Yeah, I
1: think Larry Johnson's done a good job, and Dominic has a good relationship with Larry Johnson. And I think relationships do – sometimes it's a talking point, Josh. In this recruitment, I do think it matters. I think Dominic really uh, has to connect with his defensive line coach. So I think that has Ohio State in it. But, again, I mean, that's a long way away from home, and I don't know how the family would navigate that travel, watching brother on Friday night to Katie Anna and then trying to get up to Columbus to watch uh, Dominic on Saturday. Uh, Mom works in education. She has for 24 years. Education is also part of this recruitment. All
0: right. We don't know exactly when Brandon Baker is going to make an announcement, but we do think it's going to be sometime in, in early September, most likely. And now Oregon's had a huge lead on the recruiting prediction machine virtually all summer, but it feels like to me, that Texas has only really gained traction since that June official visit. So do you feel better about Texas's position with Baker now than you did even back in June when we last spoke about him? I I do, Josh, I I think it's
1: Texas and either Oregon, Texas, or Ohio State. I think Texas is gonna be in that final two. I'm not saying he's gonna announce a final Mm -hmm. two, but when they get down the two, I think Texas is gonna be there. I think they've done a really good job with the family. Look, the mom is uh, related to the Akana family to Celia Khan, a freshman uh, edge prospect at Texas. His older sister's on the national championship volleyball team and returning at Texas. They're both having a good experience at Texas. Uh, And I think Texas getting him on campus twice, uh, the spring uh, football game in April and then the June official visit. I think Texas is in a really pretty good spot there. Now, look, that's a national blue blood battle, right? And recruiting in an Oregon where his brother played. Uh, but I do think Texas is going to be one of the final two when it really comes down to a decision making process.
0: Yeah, it's starting to feel like that. Now, let's just stay out in California. Brandon Baker's at modern day. So his teammate, offensive lineman DeAndre Carter, he's going to set his announcement date for September 3rd. Texas is in it, but he has not used his official visit to Texas yet. That's scheduled for September 30th. Jerry, it seems like auburn is the team to beat but does the longhorns have a chance to pull an upset here also what do you make of that september 30th official visit date yeah that i we've been reporting that september 30th date i think we broke that a couple
1: months ago right but that september 3rd commitment date, texas has to be feeling a little uneasy there and auburn has to be feeling a little more confident i think auburn already had a level of confidence so that was kind of the, the hope is to get carter back on campus on the 30th and try to come from behind and win that recruitment. I mean, Texas likes Carter a lot as an interior offensive line prospect. He was, he was on campus in January for the Elite Junior Day, so that's a long time since he's been on campus in the recruiting world. And he took a June official to Auburn along with Michigan State. So, you know, look, we, we've been doing this a long time, Josh. It, it seems to point more to Auburn than Texas right now, but Texas feels like they have a shot.
0: All right, and a couple have got away from Auburn here recently right at the end, so I'm not going to count them out. But one we do feel good about with Texas is Kobe Black, five-star cornerback out of Waco Connolly. And he's been saying he's going to go to the distance with his recruitment. And at the same time, you've been saying he will not go the distance with his recruitment. Only a couple weeks of summer left. I want to know, can Texas capitalize on that Colin Simmons in-state momentum and get a commitment from Black here and say, maybe not before the August ends, but in early September? I, I, yeah, I think that
1: I think he's trending to a September commitment. Now, when okay. is that? We'll see. He has LSU official visit scheduled for September 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he has Bama and A&M later on in the fall. Uh, but, look, I think the Colin Simmons commitment definitely helped Texas uh, they already had a lead for Kobe Black. I think it's helped extend that lead. He was at Texas that last Friday in July. Then he went to AM that last weekend in July. And AM's the school that's been trying to cut into Texas' lead. I just don't think they've done enough, Josh. And I'll be surprised if this one goes much past mid September right now.
0: So then, who should Texas fans be aware of as this thing keeps on going? Is like, who's the main competition? Is there one team? I think it's AM right now. If he makes the
1: LSU visit September 9th, does that change things? Maybe, maybe not. This has been a recruitment that was a lot like Colin Simmons. It's going to end up being close to home. Mm-hmm. So those are really the three players in the Kobe Black recruitment right now. But I think Texas has a pretty big lead. Somebody
0: has a lot of work to do to beat Texas on this one. All right, let's talk some Ryan Wingo, the five-star wide receiver out of Missouri. But before we do that, Texas fans, hit like and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We're having a blast here. So come on, join the fun. Just hit the subscribe button. We'd love to have you. All right, Jerry, he has plans to go the distance with his recruitment. We're talking about Ryan Wingo here. December 20th is the date that he set. But this week, he told On3 Director of Recruiting Chad Simmons, quote, I'm thinking about committing earlier. I'm still not sure what I want to do, but it's something I'm talking with my family about. My commitment date is still the same right now, but committing earlier is definitely a possibility. So Texas fans obviously want to know what does an early decision from Ryan Wingo mean for the Longhorns' chances?
1: By the way, Josh, are we sensing a theme here with all these kids? December sounds great, but in this new recruiting day and age, not really. Yeah. Um Look, he's scheduled to be in Austin September 16th for the Wyoming game. He's also scheduled to be in Tennessee September 30th for their home game. But right now, I really think Missouri and Texas are the two, Tennessee's third right now. And I'm not saying things can't change. But if you're a Texas fan, you have to be feeling pretty good about it. I know there's reason for pause with Missouri um, right now. But, I, you know, look, Chris Jackson's done a really good job. Steve Sarkeesian's done a really good job in this recruitment Arch Manning's uh, lightly involved in this recruitment. I think Texas has a better-than-puncher's chance here, but that new legislation in Missouri does uh, hit the pause button a little bit for Texas fans.
0: Yeah, and you've been saying that they had a puncher's chance. So Texas fans, listen, he just elevated at least a little bit of a notch. A little. Up to more than a punch, not a Mike Tyson punch, but just you know a Jerry Hamilton punch. <laughs> All right. So, what would be what would be better for Texas if he were to go early and say decide within the next five or six weeks or hold out till December 20th? What do you think would be better for Texas? I, I think earlier better um, because look,
1: especially if he makes that September 16th visit and then does something after that within mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks, I think that's best case scenario for Texas. Uh, but yeah, I think the longer any of these recruitments play out. Uh, the tougher it gets for all parties involved, right? I mean, especially if somebody's considered the favorite. And I'm not saying Texas. I think Texas and Missouri are. But if you're, if you're the other schools know who, who has the X on their back, right? So the earlier, the better for Texas, uh, because I do think they have a chance to build some uh, quality momentum here in this class in the next few weeks.
0: All right, Jerry, thanks for coming on and updating us on all things Longhorns. Appreciate you. You got it. Is Tennessee a major contender for Ryan Wingo? He has a December 20th commitment date set, but he's hinting at a decision that could come much sooner. We're gonna get into that in a minute. Let's bring on Sam Spiegelman, national recruiting analyst here at ON3. Sam, tonight on the ON3 YouTube channel, top 50 prospect Jordan Ross, six foot four, 250 pound edge, will announce his decision. It's gonna come down to Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, and Texas. Which way do you think his recruitment is leaning as we're like eight, 10 hours away from hearing from him?
2: Yeah. It's been obviously a very SEC heavy race for, for Jordan Ross right now. I I really look at Tennessee as a team to be this. They obviously have a pressing need along the defensive line. They've swung and missed at a couple of key targets. Mm -hmm. Jordan Ross has been at the top of their board for several months. And as his decision nears, there's been a lot of buzz in favor of the volunteers, especially down the stretch.
0: Yeah, you're right. Tennessee could use some good news because they just missed out on two key D-line targets in Williams Winery, who announced for Mizzou, and then Cam Franklin, who they were trending for for much of the offseason, announces for Ole Miss. So let's talk about another top target on that Tennessee defensive line, and that's four-star edge Danny Okoye. Trending toward Oklahoma on the recruiting prediction machine, but Sam, do you think that Tennessee has a real shot at Okoye?
2: Yeah, I think Danny Akoi just released his top five, top six. You got schools like Colorado, Texas, LSU, all in the race, Alabama as well. But Tennessee and Oklahoma are at the top for the four-star edge, top 80 in the country. Danny Akoi, Tennessee has hosted Danny Akoi more than Oklahoma has over the past Mm -hmm. year. and I think right now the balls are trending. Danny Akoi, though, has a lot of critical September visits ahead. That includes trips back to Oklahoma, to Texas, to LSU, and possibly Alabama as well. I think Tennessee is just going to have to hold off a really busy September, and if they can, then they're in a good spot with Danny Akoi.
0: Virginia four-star linebacker Chris Cole, he narrowed his list down, and he is going to set a – or he has set a September 10th decision date. Now, we know UGA has been a major factor here. seems like Miami and USC maybe fell off a little bit. But is Tennessee starting to make the most sense?
2: Yeah, Tennessee is certainly involved. But, you know, Georgia – look at the way Georgia has recruited, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You look at their track record with linebackers of late – and we know that they already have a from Justin Williams, the number one linebacker in the country, and we saw one of the biggest flips of the offseason losing another five-star linebacker to Auburn. Kirby Smart will love to get some momentum back, especially as the college football season gets going. Right now, I think Georgia has a slight edge over Tennessee when it comes to Cole.
0: Yeah, I know, but Cole is set an official visit to Tennessee for the Austin PA weekend, and that's the same weekend that he commits. So. If he makes that Tennessee official visit and then commits to Georgia on Sunday, uh, I don't know. It just seems like it lines up for Tennessee. We'll see. Uh, Let's get into this Ryan Wingo recruitment. Originally, it was set to decide on December 20th. But first, inside scoop fans, listen up. I need to tell you about these bird dog shorts that I've been wearing. I just got back from vacation down in Florida. I live in Nashville, and I've been wearing my bird dogs for a couple months now here to work. I wear them to golf, so of course I'm going to bring them on vacation. And let me tell you, in Florida, it gets swampy down there. It gets swampy down there, if you know what I mean. But not me, because I had my bird dogs on. Bird dogs have this great cloud knit fabric that looks just like a nice pair of khakis, but it's more flexible. And most importantly, it keeps you cool and dry even in the Florida swamp. So here's what we're going to do. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh for a bird dog tech hat with your order. I think I got one right here. I do birddogs.com forward slash Josh promo code Josh for a bird dogs hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I'd say back to uh, Ryan Wingo, as he's been saying, he's going to make that public announcement on December 20th that well, at least that was the plan until this week he sounded different when talking with Chad Simmons here's the quote i am thinking about committing earlier i'm still not sure what i want to do but it is something i'm talking about with my family my commitment date is still the same right now but committing earlier is definitely a possibility ooh sam what do you think of tennessee and their position right now if wingo is to commit early
2: Yeah, well, Tennessee has been not only a staple in Ryan Wingo's recruitment, but probably a leader at different points of his recruitment. As his decision winds down, I think that the momentum has shifted in favor of obviously in-state Missouri, which you know that I put an on-three recruiting prediction machine pick in for earlier this month, but also Texas. There is a lot of buzz around the Longhorns ever since he visited in June, and that momentum has carried in throughout the summer and into the fall, and he's set to get back to Austin next month for a visit. I still think, obviously, of course, Missouri is going to get him on campus in season, and they've had a great track record of keeping elite receivers from the state of Missouri in state, and that includes the way that they've kind of pushed for Ryan Wingo, not to mention getting his close friend Williams Noweri on board a few days ago. So this, I think, has shifted away from Tennessee, but I don't think that they're out of it yet. I think they're still in his top group, but trailing Texas and Missouri going forward.
0: Yeah. One week ago, number one defensive lineman in America, Williams Noweri, commits to Mizzou over Oklahoma, Georgia, among others, do we have to now take a different, like look at Ryan Wingo's recruitment a little bit more seriously when talking about Missouri?
2: Absolutely. Like I said, when, when, Before Williams and they committed to Missouri, I had a source say that if they were able to pull that off with the nation's number one player, not just the number one defensive line and a five star plus, we're talking about the number one player in the country, then they would have a real shot with Ryan Wingo. The interesting thing about Ryan Wingo is there's been a lot of different leaders at different points in his recruitment. He's been in the national spotlight since he was an underclassman. Schools like Tennessee, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia have all been in front with Ryan Wingo. The two schools standing out, as we, as we like to call it crunch time, are Texas and Missouri. That's an out-of-state school with a with a lot of buzz, like Texas. Obviously, when it comes to offensive firepower, Steve Sarkeesian is the best as, as it gets at that position. But the longer this goes, the longer you have to think that the in-state school, Missouri, which has its NIL figured out, and a history under Eli Drinkwich of keeping guys like Luther Burden and whatnot in-state, are going to have a real shot to keep Wingo in-state as well.
0: Yeah. So who do you think benefits the most with an early decision versus a late decision? When we're, or when we're talking about Tennessee, does Tennessee, is, should Tennessee fans be hoping that Ryan Wingo commits, you know, in the next four, or five, six weeks or holds out till December 20th?
2: Well, right now, we know he's expected to get to Austin next month. So if they're able to get him on campus, I think that would obviously be the catalyst in all this. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the earlier decision probably doesn't help Tennessee. The longer this plays out, it gives them an opportunity to get him back to Rocky Top, a place he's been to quite a bit, has great relationships with with players like with coaches like Kelsey Pope and obviously offensive-minded head coach Josh Heupel. But the longer this plays out, it helps schools like Tennessee and also Missouri.
0: All right sam thanks for dropping by the inside scoop we're talking a little tennessee today
2: thanks for having me josh anytime
0: the auburn tigers are in another big battle and we'll find out in six days if they can win this one now we're going to talk about safety target zaquan patterson in a minute but first let's bring on jeffrey lee of auburn live jeffrey another big target four-star safety zaquan patterson is about to come off the board this saturday But we got to talk about what happened last Saturday. Cam Franklin to Ole Miss. The four-star defensive lineman had been trending toward Auburn for weeks. And then on decision day, it's Ole Miss. What happened?
3: Lane Kiffin was not going to let this guy get out of state. I think that was apparent. They're late. I mean, everything lined up for Auburn. It looked like Auburn was the team to beat earlier in the week. And I firmly believe they were. But just as though – just as Hugh Freeze was not going to let DeLewis Solomon commit to South Carolina the week before, Lane Kiffin was not going to let Cam Franklin commit to Auburn and really came on strong there at the end and was able to keep the big guy at home.
0: Is it a little surprising that maybe, you know – Auburn's lost a little momentum. They had those huge, huge flips, one from Georgia, one from Alabama. And then, you know, they lose out on the KJ Bolden recruitment. They lose out on the Cam Franklin. And it just seems like recruiting kind of took a, went to a screeching halt almost.
3: Certainly lost some momentum. Uh, you know, you picked up Julius Solomon. <clears throat> You're going to get some back. Uh, TJ Lindsay was last weekend yeah, as well. Yeah, TJ so Lindsay know. was a
0: big one. Picked up
3: a couple of four-stars, but you've kind of hit like two for four. And, you know, in big boy recruiting, that's not too bad. But with the momentum Auburn had with flipping five stars in late July uh, and going into the KJ Bolden commitment squarely in the mix, going straight into the Cam Franklin squarely in the mix, and then and missing out on those two. It certainly took a little bit of the wind out of the sails, but uh, but there's still a breeze, no doubt. All
0: right, let's talk about four-star safety Aquan Patterson and his recruitment as we're hitting the home stretch for him because he's going to announce on Saturday. Last week, I'd say Auburn fans felt mm, maybe really good about where they stood with Patterson, but now it looks like things are trending away. We're hearing Florida State is surging. What's your read on this recruitment right now?
3: Who well, I'm, I'm going against the grain here, man. I, I've heard the Florida State buzz. Uh, all Miami has always been at the forefront of this recruitment. Mm-hmm. But, man, i I really been hearing the most about Auburn and Michigan, believe it or not, Josh. Some people are going to call me crazy here. But I think <laughs> as of today, this Monday here, I really think the two schools in best position, according to my sources, mm-hmm. are, are Auburn and Michigan. And uh Miami's certainly in there. I really am not hearing – legitimate buzz on Florida State I really think it's Auburn Michigan and with Miami kind of just hanging in there as well
0: all right well last Monday you told Auburn fans to be cautious cautiously optimistic about Cam Franklin of course things deteriorated you know in the 48 hours prior to his decision so how should Auburn fan feel this Monday about Zaquan Patterson announcing Saturday Cautiously
3: optimistic sounds pretty good to me. It worked uh, – it worked. It covered me last week, but <laughs> I really do – I'll have a, my updated hot boards today uh, on Auburn Live on three, but I've got it 50-50, and it's it's not so much Auburn-Michigan, it's Auburn against the field. I really like what Zach Ethridge has done in this recruitment, uh, the, the relationships that he's built, The not only that, but with his mother. You know, Zayquan's mother came to Auburn July 31st for Big Cat and Hugh Freeze, uh, Ron Roberts, uh, Zach Atheris, Wesley McGriff, all these guys really put her to the forefront of that recruitment and that visit, uh, made her very welcome. Of course, they left Auburn and went to Michigan that day. Um, so I, I really uh, – I think Auburn is certainly in this. I think it's a 50-50 right now. I can't decide if it's Michigan or Miami. I, I kind of lean towards more Michigan here. But mm-hmm. uh, but I do like where Auburn sits heading into the week. Uh, a long time to go, you know, and, and it's so difficult these days. You know, it's one thing you got to predict where they're committing to, and then you've got to predict where they're going to sign. I mean, all these big dogs, even the guys that are committed to Auburn, you can't just stash them away and say it's a done deal. No, you've way. still got to sign them.
0: Hey. We're, we're not asking you right now where they're signing. We're just asking where they're committing on Saturday. So uh, let's get off of Patterson. Let's talk a little bit about DeAndre Carter. He's one of the top interior offensive linemen in America. He's out of California. He's at modern day. And he is gonna, he set a decision date for September 3rd. So we're about two weeks from where he's gonna decide. And Auburn really wants to get things cranked up with offensive mm. line recruiting. And DeAndre Carter would be a great place to start. But Jeffrey, are Auburn fans gonna get Cam Franklin or KJ Bolden here? Or does this look like DeAndre Carter will be the first Auburn offensive line commitment?
3: I'm, I think Auburn fans should be very confident here. Uh, unless something changes, as certainly we know it can, but I really feel confident with Auburn here. He he made this decision to 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 go ahead and commit after he left Auburn on an uh, unofficial visit for Big Cat Weekend. He's just been uh, shoring up the time and date and where family could get together and uh, just the best time and, and place to be able to announce. And he's decided on September third. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it looks very good. Still still feel very good about my prediction for uh, for DeAndre Carter to Auburn.
0: All right. We don't talk a lot of 2020, uh, 2025 recruiting yet on the inside scoop, but four-star outside linebacker, Jacaleb Falk is set to announce his commitment to- today in a few hours. And he previously named a top five that had Auburn and Bama, Georgia, Florida and Clemson. But this one's really just going to come down to the two in-state rivals. Falk's already said that himself. So he announces today. What's the final Intel for Auburn fans?
3: Got to, got to feel good. Got to feel good if you're Auburn fans right now going into uh, Jacaleb Falk's commitment. I put a prediction in for him earlier this morning. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, um, you said that you know, he talked talk to me Sunday afternoon. He said those are kind of the two. Of course, all, the, all these other schools are still in it. But, man, mm-hmm. these, are, these are my final two. This is legitimate, the, the schools that I'm really considering. Auburn, Alabama, Keldrick Falk, his older brother, just signed with Auburn. He's a freshman, defensive lineman. He uh, lives, you know, Highland home is 45 minutes to an hour from Auburn uh, to Caleb's been there several times, dozens of times, and has really built a relationship with Hugh Freeze uh, just in the short amount of time Hugh Freeze has been there, as well as with Josh Aldridge, and then having Keldrick Falk there to his his big brother to kind of bounce ideas off of, like, w- what's it like really? Do, you know, do you really like it? You know, do you really like these coaches? Do you feel good about this program? To be able to do that to somebody you trust, uh, like an older brother, is big for Auburn and um, I, I certainly think Auburn's going to be uh, Auburn fans will be happy uh, Monday evening. He's he's a damn good player.
0: All right, Jeffrey, thank you for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Auburn recruiting is an absolute roller coaster. I mean, the highs, the lows, it's so much fun. Jeffrey Lee, thanks for stopping by and telling us everything you know on the Inside Scoop.
3: Thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it, man.
0: Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me, and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.